0: Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au How's everybody doing this morning? Yeah, good. Good to be in church again. Good to worship the Lord. Uh, just good to be able to just go to the Word of God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me. Jeremiah chapter 29. Amen. Jeremiah 29. And we're going to look at a familiar passage uh, or a familiar verse at the very least. And I just pray that, that God will speak to us today. So often as I study the Word during the week, I, you know, I kind of get a feel of it. And I just think, I, I know what the thought is I want to in part, but I don't always know if the delivery is going to be what I'm feeling inside of me. So I always pray, just Holy Spirit, you come um, and do what I cannot do, you know. And that's always my prayer. And I, I pray that you're praying on the other end. Are you praying for me? Are you praying for me? Yeah. Yeah. I need prayer. Can I hear an amen? It's getting louder and louder every time I ask. <laughs> um, I certainly need your prayer and I certainly appreciate and cover your prayers. And, and more than that, I want you to pray. Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. I just, I just want to hear from you because ultimately if you have a heart that is open to hear from God, He will speak to you. Um, he always uh, uh, reveals Himself to people that are genuinely seeking after God. He will always reveal Himself to you in one way or another. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4, the Bible says, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they may too have sons and daughters, increase in number there, do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. It's what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you And fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from the nations and places where I banished you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Thus says the Lord. Let's pray. Father, just thank you for your word. I Just thank you that your word is anointed. Just reading your word has the capacity to transform and shape our hearts. But I just pray today, Father, as I share this a simple thought with, uh, with all of us today, Lord God, I pray that you would speak to us, to be a spirit of wisdom and revelation, even as I share Let your gifts be in operation, even as I'm sharing. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Let there be freedom to speak and to hear your word. And Father, we will give you all the glory and honour that is due to your name. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And Amen. I want to speak on the subject this morning, when hard times persist. When hard times persist. Um, One of the things we all go through... In life is difficult times. Uh, There can be relational difficulties, health challenges, financial pressures, personal issues. Uh, The Bible encourages us that when we're going through hard times, uh, to cry out to God. Uh, Joe, just a second. The Bible encourages us that when we're going through a difficult time, that uh, we should cry out to God. He's the God that can see us through. He's the God that can open doors, make a way where there doesn't seem to be one. Jonah said, In my distress, I called to the Lord and He answered me from deep in the realm of the dead. I called for help and you listened to my cry. Uh, Jonah says, in my distress, I was in a difficult place. He was in the belly of a whale. He says, I called to the Lord and he answered me from deep in the realm of the dead. I called for help and you listened to my cry. The Bible encourages us when we're going through a difficult time, when we're going through a challenge in our lives, the greatest thing that we can do is seek after God, cry out to the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's the God that can see us through. He's the God that opens doors. He's the God that can make a way where there doesn't seem to be one. And there may be some of you in a challenging situation this morning. My prayer is that you would encourage, uh, that that you would be encouraged to cry out to God and to seek his face. Now, what happens at times in our life is we cry out to God, we seek God, but nothing seems to change. Pray for a week, pray for a month, six months, sometimes a year, sometimes more. We're praying about a situation, we're believing for a change, we're believing for transformation, but it doesn't seem to be changing. God doesn't seem to be working as fast as we want or as quick as we want. Anybody ever found that God doesn't quite work as fast as they think he should? (laughs) Numero uno here. Feels like that God has forgotten us in those times, that God has abandoned us. We wonder when will this all end? And some of you know exactly what I'm speaking about. You've been praying for healing, you've been praying for that person to get saved, for that marriage to be healed, for the day when you wake up and feel normal. It hasn't yet happened yet. And and, and despair is starting to creep in. You're starting to wonder about God. You're starting to wonder, well, where is he and what is he doing? Now, sometimes hard times persist because of disobedience and stubbornness and ignoring God. God has spoken. We've chosen to ignore God and, and, and the hard time persists. I'm not, I'm not speaking about those times. I'm speaking about those times when you've done everything you can. You're seeking God. You're crying out to God. There's, there's nothing else you can do. But the hard time you're going through is lasting longer than you actually want it to. What do you do in those times? what 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 are you what are you doing in those times where it seems like god is is delaying a response it's a bit like this covid season started december 2019 pretty soon we're in lockdown and you know the world is upside down and um thank god things are better in australia <laughs> thank god eh Thank God this is not Victoria. Huh? Thank God things are doing better there too. Uh, we need our brothers back in Jesus' name. We need to go and do some shopping. Do we need to go and do some shopping in Melbourne? Um, but, you know, Europe's back in lockdown, you know, and, and so on. Thank God we're living in Australia. But we still don't know when things are going to go back to normal. And I don't, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. You kind of you go through the streets and there's still this feeling like things are not back to normal. Something isn't right and something's going on. We know that things are going to go back to normal someday, but we just don't know when. In life, there are times when we will go through COVID season, hard times that persist, that, 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 that go longer than we wanted to. We, 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 we expected something to change and nothing has changed. And we don't know when it will. Some of you may be in one of those seasons right now. You're tired, you're weary, you don't have the energy to, to wait anymore. And if that's you this morning, you know, I pray that this word would speak to you. I pray that God would speak to all of us today by the Holy Spirit through this word. Well, to help us unpack this, we're going to look at a story in the history of Israel as we read in our text context is Israel had had wandered away from God. Uh, God had done so many great things in the life of Israel but but here's a season in their lives where they're wandering away from God, they're worshipping idols and doing things that that God had never asked them to do and God warns them again and again. He sends prophet after prophet to warn them, hey guys, turn back to God, turn back to God. It's like the warning on your laptop computer, you know, in seven, you got seven percent left, five percent left 3% left they ignored the warnings of God they refused to turn from their ways and so God allows King Nebuchadnezzar to come in and conquer the land and take them into Babylon suddenly these Israelites are deported into another country with a different culture different language different way of life and they are completely overwhelmed by it so into this situation God begins to speak to them and He speaks to them through uh, one of the prophets amongst them. And what, what we're expecting God to say, if God is about to speak to this group of people um, that, that, are, that are in this situation, if God, if God is about to speak to them, you know, what I'm expecting God to say is, hang in there, guys, I'm on my way to deliver you. What God says to them instead was, listen, He says, this is verse 10, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you, And fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. What God was saying to Israel was, you're going to be in this season for a while. What God was saying to the people of Israel, this isn't going to be one of those seasons where I'm just going to come in and deliver you miraculously. You're going to be here for a while. Doesn't seem to be a word of faith. And yet it was the word of the Lord. Yet, yet it was the word of the Lord for Israel. Yet it was the it, yet it was the word of the Lord for them in that particular moment. And God tells them to do a couple of things that I believe can help all of us when we're going through those hard times that seem to persist, those seasons that seem to go longer than we would like them to, those COVID seasons of our life where we're not sure when this is all gonna end and, 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 and we're praying that it will end as soon as possible. So what are some of the things that God told the people of Israel to do? Because I, I believe they're gonna encourage us. The first thing God says to the people of Israel is you need to accept the season you're in. God says to them, you're going to be here for a while. So build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce. Increase in number, do not decrease. God was saying to the people of Israel in this particular time, you can either fight the season, struggle with this, complain, whinge, whine. But if you do, it's just going to make matters worse. You can acknowledge then that that this is a season in your life and you need to accept it. If you accept it and settle down, it will be better for you. Now, I don't know about you, but I struggle with pain. I don't tolerate pain. Anybody out there with me? I think women can tolerate pain better. They were created for it, you know, have babies and stuff like that. Imagine if men had to have babies, population in the world would be really, really small. (laughs) I can tell you that. I I struggle with pain. I just... I, I, when I'm in pain, I need relief quickly. I struggle to wait for anything. I need an answer quick. I need a way out. I need, I need to know how. I have one of those brains that doesn't stop until an answer is found. How many people know God, that sometimes God doesn't care about our timetables? Many times it's in the place of delay that God is doing some of His greatest work in our lives. In fact, one of the one, one of the phrases that is repeated again and again in Scripture is just just wait for the Lord, just just wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. I don't like those scriptures. Amen. Many times, because we're so busy looking for a way out, we miss what God is doing in the now. Because God does have a promise and He does have a plan. We're going to look at that in just a moment, that this is not some obscure moment. It feels like an obscure situation to us, but, but, but God is in there. He's doing something. But because we're so, uh, uh, so, so taken by finding a way out, we miss what God is doing in the moment. We need to understand that it's a season. And seasons have a beginning and they have an end and they have an in-between. The season is not random. It has a purpose. As you know, as you now know, uh, I have few, a few fruit trees at home. There's about 15 or 16 fruit trees, a little hobby, a little uh, distraction, diversion. I planted a fig tree just before winter. And uh, fig tree, let's go for a fig tree. And um, as winter set in, all the leaves fell off. All of a sudden, one by one, I only had about four. <laughs> and one by one, they start falling off. And I thought, I've killed this thing. I've just planted it and I've already killed it. So I I did what any good good person does. I checked the fig trees that the neighbours have got. You know what I mean? The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. The figs are always bigger on the neighbours. You know what I'm saying? Let me check their fruit fruit, fig trees and sure enough, their leaves have fallen off too. Then I asked Pastor Joseph. And then I realised this is what happens in winter. On the outside, it looks dead. On, On the outside, the tree looks dead. No life, it's finished. But if you look below the surface, the tree's resting and it's being strengthened. The tree is getting ready for its next season of growth. My fig tree now, it was this big. And now it's really, really... No, it's not. It's about this big. (laughs) I've already already eaten a few figs. (laughs) Have I that? No, I haven't. It's true. I bought them from the shop. Now... um, and stole them from the neighbor. But anyway, that's another story. Okay. Um, tree's getting ready for its next season of growth. For some of you in a difficult season right now. I don't know why you're going through one of these seasons. But the best thing that you can do is rather than fight, is accepting the season. Because who knows? God may be preparing you for the next season of life, for what he wants to do next in your life. Second principle, just closely related to the first, is avoid the quick fix. God says to them, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams uh, you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. So you can just imagine the Israelites are now in Babylon. They're frustrated. They can't believe they're in this season. They have an option. Either accept the season that they're in. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, Or they're looking for a way out. They've got two options. They can either say, oh, well, I need to be here for a while or look for a way out. So in this time, there there are so-called prophets that are prophesying a quick exit, deliverance, it's what they want to hear. And God says to them, specifically as He speaks to them through this word, He says, don't listen to them, they're prophesying lies. So often when we're in a difficult season, we start getting restless. We start to look for a way out that we think is going is to help us. We, we start looking for a quick exit. I'm in pain. I don't like where I am right now. How can I get out of here? Let's look for a quick exit. It's a great example of this in the life of Saul, the Israelites were about to go into battle. They were waiting for Samuel to offer the sacrifice. Saul was waiting for Samuel and he wasn't coming as quick as he thought he should and the people started to scatter. So Saul took matters into his own hands and he did the sacrifice, something he was not meant to do. And the Bible says, just as he finished making the offering, just that he, he, he got, well, you know what? I'm go- Samuel's not here. I'm going to do this myself. And just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrives. Samuel says, what have you done? Well, Saul says, I felt compelled. You don't understand. The people were starting to go away. The soldiers, it was affecting the morale. So I, so I made a decision to do it. Samuel said, you acted foolishly. You have not kept the command of the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established a kingdom over Israel for all time. And, and, and Samuel goes on to, to say to him, God is going to rip the kingdom from, from you. Saul lost his calling because he would not wait on God. Bible says, do not fret. It only leads to evil. Do, do not fret in those situations. Do not fret. It, it's just going to make matters worse, says the word of God so often when we're in a hard time, we can start to panic. We start to surround ourselves with people that tell us what we want to hear. We start to look for a way out. We're looking for something to hang on to. Some of you are waiting on God and you're tired and there, and there, and there are shortcuts in front of you that look like it will solve the problem, provide relief. It must be God, but it's wrong and you know it. There's a witness in your spirit that says, I know this is going to solve all my problems, but I know that God is not in this. I pray that you will have the courage to resist the temptation and wait on God, wait for God's timing. Now, I've learned that the hard way, <laughs> the hard way. I still learn it most weeks, you know what I mean? I don't like traffic. I could see the line ahead of me and I'm going, man, I'm not waiting So I'm going to take a shortcut (laughs) that takes me three times as long to get to where I want to go. If I'd have just waited, I would have got there in time, no problem at all. And isn't that like that in life as well? Because we're looking for a way out, we can sometimes miss what God is doing in the season. If it's taking longer than expected, maybe, maybe we need to say, God, maybe we need to do a timeout and go back to God and say, God, what exactly are you wanting to do here? Because, because I'm not sure what's happening in this season right now. Now, please don't misunderstand me. God, God is about to give them a word of hope, uh, a, a word that is gonna see them through. But, but what, what we need in a difficult season that is persisting is the word of the Lord, not the word from some well-meaning person. Because sometimes that can be A distraction. What we need in these seasons is the word of the Lord, not not something that has come from a person or someone else. Thirdly, what you do in a hard time, when that persists, you need to do what is right. Notice what God says to them. Build houses and settle down and plant gardens and eat what they produce, increase in number. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. God says to them, build houses, plant gardens. Listen carefully. What you sow in the season of hardship is what you reap in the season of blessing. What you sow in the season of hardship is what you reap in the the season of blessing. And if you sow bitterness and anger and resentment, that's what you're going to reap in the next season. God says to them, build houses, continue to grow, pray for the nation. God God is saying saying to the people of Israel, He says, listen, just settle down where you are and and begin to pray for your leaders, begin to pray for the nation where, where you've been placed may not always understand why you're going through what you are, but you can always choose to do what is right. You may not have chosen the hard time, but you can choose how you respond to the situation that you're in. So often we struggle because we see things with our own eyes and instead we need to pray, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Help, help me to see what you see, O Lord. Help me to see what you see, O Lord. There's a cane in Asia, I think I've mentioned this before, that when you plant the seed, it takes five years for the seed to germinate. No cane from Asia is going to germinate in my garden that takes five years. Five years, you have to water, fertilise the seed before you see any life. If you give up after year one, you get nothing. If you give up after two years, you'll reap nothing. It's daily, weekly, being faithful to water, fertilise for five years. And after five years, the seed will germinate and takes five weeks for the plant to grow to its full height. How many of us miss certain moments in our life because we get frustrated with the process? We get frustrated with the season that we're in and and, and we find an exit and we miss the blessing that's on the other side of it because we're not willing to do the right thing in the middle of the season. Because we say, well, God could never, could not possibly be in this. And we take a sidetrack that only makes our, our situations worse. What do you do in a tough season? You do what is right, because at the right time, you'll reap a harvest. At the right time, you'll reap a harvest. You do the watering and you do the fertilising, even though you can't see any growth. Why do you water and fertilise? Because it's the right thing to do if you want to grow a tree. I'm starting to become a teacher of tree. If you want to grow trees, tree, it's very basic. It's very simple. You water, you fertilise, you just do the basic things. And if you do them consistently, well, in due season, you will reap a harvest. How true that is of our own lives. We, 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 we water and fer- the farmer waters and fertilizers when they feel like it, when they don't feel like it. When they can see something growing, when they can't see anything growing. Many times they just do it by faith, knowing that something is going on under the surface. And it's the same in our spiritual life. Often we can't see anything changing. We can't see anything growing, but we continue to do the right things. We continue to serve the Lord. We continue to pray. We continue to cry out to God. We continue to read our word. We continue to come to church on Sunday morning. We continue to lift our hands and say, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, praise the Lord. And in due season, we reap a reward. Number four, God has a plan. God says to them, listen, you're going to be here for a while, accept the season, avoid the quick fix, do what's right. And then we have this powerful scripture that all of us are familiar with. This is what the Lord says, when 70 years are completed, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Now that's that's a powerful scripture that stands alone in its own right. It's consistent with all the principles of scripture. God has a plan for you. I want you to know if you're visiting us this morning, if you're here, if you're here this morning, I want you to know that God, you are not some random blip that just happened. God has a plan for your life and it's not just any plan. It's a good plan, a plan to, 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 to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. Now, we quote the Scripture so often, but we need to understand the context. The context of that Scripture is for a people that were going through a hard time. They were in a place they didn't want to be in, going through a season that was taking longer than they wanted it to. And and, and they didn't want to be there. And so often when we're going through a hard time that persists, we can start to think, God, where are you? And what are you doing? And why haven't you intervened? And why have you forgotten me? And why have you abandoned me? Does God even exist? And some of you are feeling right exactly like that right now this morning. If that's you, I want you to know that the word of the Lord for you and me this morning is, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in it's a hope and a future. It's a scripture that is directed to you and to me. I circled five times the, the word you, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You may think this is a random event in your life, but I want you to know that it's part of a grander plan I have for you and it's a good plan and it's a plan to prosper you and and to harm you. And the question here really is, are we going to trust God? The question really is is here, are we going to trust our feelings? Are we going to trust our thoughts? Are we going to trust what people are saying? Or are we going to put our trust and faith in God and believe His promise to be true? Faith is about believing something that I cannot see with my eyes just yet. But I know but I know that at one point it will come to pass. And we haven't put our faith in a man. We haven't put our faith in a religion. We haven't put our faith in, 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 in just, just a church. We put our faith in the creator of the heavens and the earth. And, 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 and when, when the creator of the heavens and the earth says, I've got a plan for you, I'm, I, I choose to listen. And I choose to put my faith in God. Now, I don't know about your scripture, but in my, in, in, in my Bible, in the NIV, Lord is, is capitalized. It's L-O-R-D. It's capital L-O-R-D. That, that, that's translated as Yahweh. It's God. It's God that is above every other God. It's God that is, is the creator of the heavens. and the. It's God who is above everything. It's that God that is saying about you and me, I got a plan for you. And it's a good plan. We may not understand what God is doing, but we can rest in Him. Isaiah says, To whom will you compare me? I just love this scripture. Who is my equal? says the Holy One. Why do you say, O Jacob, O Joe, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, He shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up on wings like eagles. And they shall run and not go weary. And they shall walk and not be faint. Remember, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. One final thing is seek after God and then you will call on me. And then you will call on me. And come and pray to me. And I'm going to listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I'll be found by you, declares the Lord. What What do you do in a season where the hard time persists? You seek after God with all your heart. You cry out to God with all your heart. Not just to know God or about the situation we're in, but to know who God really is. I said last week, we need to understand our purpose in life. Our primary purpose in life is to know God. It's the number one purpose of our life is to know God. Not just to know Him superficially, but to have a deep, intimate relationship, friendship with God. So often, It's the challenges that bring us closer to God. So often it's in that season of waiting where our relationship with God deepens and increases. I can tell you in my own life, it's been in the tough times where I've gotten closer to God. It's not in the great times. In the great times, I'm too busy for God. But it's funny when you're going through a hard time, how you suddenly find time to cry out to God because you've got nothing left. That's why I love James. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know the testing of your faith produces something. It produces something that is worth more than anything else in the whole world. Something that can only be produced as we're going through those seasons of hard times that seem to persist. What do you do in a season where hard times persist? What do you do in the COVID seasons of life? Well, you can, you can start reacting in the COVID season and you can say, there's a conspiracy. There's plenty of those out there. It's the government, it's this, it's that. You can react, you can, you can fight, you can struggle. You can say, when is this gonna end? Or you can just accept the season. Accept that it's a season. It's got a beginning, we know the beginning. We don't know when the end is, but we believe there's going to be an end in the name of Jesus. You accept the season. You avoid the quick fix. You do what is right. Remember God has a plan. Seek after God. Remember that like all seasons, it will come to an end. Habakkuk's waiting on God. Stand with me. Habakkuk's waiting for God to intervene. And God was taking too long. (laughs) Glad I'm not the only one. Habakkuk says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I'm going to give to this complaint. So so Habakkuk is complaining to God. He's taking too long to intervene in the situation that he is. And then I love it. He says, I'm just going to wait for God to respond. He's positioning himself for God to answer. Verse 2, Habakkuk, verse 2. Chapter 2, verse 2. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it for the revelation awaits in appointed time. It speaks of the end that will not prove false, though it linger. It's a word for someone here today. Wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Some of you are getting tired, weary. It's just too much. Word of the Lord to you is, hang in there because God is going to see you through. By His grace, and for His glory. God is gonna see you through by His grace and for His glory. This is not some random event to destroy your life. God has a plan for your life and no one and nothing can frustrate the plans of God. God will see you through by His grace for His, avoid the shortcut, it's only gonna destroy you further. Just wait on God and He will see you through in Jesus name come on let's sing together let's worship as we bring this service to a close Father I just thank you for this word how good to know Lord God that you do have a plan and although our situations seem random and our lives just just seem like a bunch of coincidences Lord God we know that behind all of that is you and that even in the in the jungle that we feel ourselves in at times, even in the storm that we feel ourselves in at times, even in the desert that we feel ourselves in at times, oh God, we know that you're there and you're present. Speak to us by the Holy Spirit. Keep our eyes upon you, I pray. Help us to see you in the desert help us to see you in the jungle help us to see you in the, in the storm and in the desert Lord God help us to see you in the midst of it Lord God and let us keep our eyes upon you we pray and we ask it in Jesus name and all God's people said Amen, Amen. Amen. God bless you you have an awesome week in Jesus name